Well, now it's in progress. Well, now we're in progress. <laughs> Let me tell y'all what I've been doing. I've been interviewing people for a job and to try to look like I've been taking notes and taking the process seriously. But here's my notes. <laughs> what is that? Is that a throne? Is that a that's, horse? That's Secretariat as rendered by man. Uh-huh. Does he have a quilt on his back? That's just racing silks. He's got a li- he's got a little more. I gave him a little more cankle than he probably really has. <laughs> That's a cankled up horse, man. <laughs> he don't look like he's ready to uh, break the record at Churchill Downs, does it? <laughs> no. <laughs> Dog. Wait, wait. That's him in retirement. You th- did you guys see that article going around about how like some web company in Louisville is trying to make like the equivalent of the board ape but it's like horses they're trying to make nfts like that that you drew could be an nft bro that put that put me down man that really that did. nft now we got that, that. <laughs> all you that had NFT to say that horse yeah this is that horse i'm selling this for $145,000 if anybody wants it there's only one of them the nexus of non-fungible culture and y'all star culture was enough to i I mean i make the joke about walking into oncoming traffic but it (sighs) crossed my mind because it's the surest sign that things are not getting better i called terrence yesterday and i had i had a meltdown about like just fees in society Uh i was like yeah man it sucks (laughs) i I didn't let him get a word in edgewise i was just going full bore Yeah, it was just About ranting fees. for 30 minutes. Is this uh, in any relation to the barnacle or the expired license ticket? No, nah, well, here, I was just doing my tax. <laughs> I was working on my taxes. No, nah, I don't believe that one bit, Sexton. <laughs> I was working on my taxes, you, actually. If to... you're working on your taxes in January, I'll kiss your ass. <laughs> well, I was just taking an inventory of my finances yesterday more than anything. Trying to get my financial house in order. And I looked at it, and I have given the city of Lexington almost $3,000 since I've been here, just in, like, different fees, parking shit, whatever, whatever. What? It's like, how? How? Them motherfuckers saw you coming. They have milked your ass. They've keyed on me, man. They used to, man, my my goddamn truck was broke down. I literally wouldn't start. I couldn't move it. For like months and months and months, and they just piled on the fucking tickets. Oh my god, you just sitting in your house scared of coronavirus and your trucks being littered with parking tickets. Every day I'd sit out there some mornings <laughs> drinking my coffee, and when they'd pull up, I'd just wave to them. It's the new paint job. It's like, you, you know, you show up at, a, at the club, and your car is covered in tickets. Like, damn, look at his whip. It's tight. T- <laughs> This is the most redneck shit, Tom. I love this. I'm so sorry. You're, you've done this. <laughs> well, I, I finally figured His out the old that... pickup broke down on near near UK, and they fucking stuck it. To <laughs> Gosh damn! It sat out in the damn uh, Burlington Coke Factory parking lot for about two. Terrence had to come help me jump. It wouldn't move. My damn control arm went out. <laughs> Lost the love of my life. I mean, I had a really bad start to 2020. <laughs> like, I mean, just horrible. But, Ferocious. Yeah. 
Anyway, yeah, that's I, when I finally got it lined out. I said, because I knew they come check me out, right? Like this guy hops out of that Lex Park thing. I said, I, I got, I got the damn uh, sticker, bro. Okay, I was just checking. It's like they knew, <laughs> they knew that they got me for thirty dollars a day out on fucking Hollywood. <laughs> God damn, it's thirty dollars a day. Yeah, but I would subvert them sometimes when I finally got moving. I would just go park in the Kroger parking lot for about a week at a time. There's so many Jesus. people in and out of there, they can't tell. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. Uh, usually when you hear hear stories like this, it's people who've uh, went up to the hospital because somebody's up there dying. And they come home owing about a grand in parking tickets because no. they can't nobody know how to park in Lexington. And it's just the fee grabbing this ass city, man. The way they treat sick panhandlers freaks. here, it's just fucking sick. It is sick. It's like, goddamn, man. <laughs> it's like well, you got to penalize a motherfucker for being down on their luck. I don't know. Anyway, well, I told him to move back here, move back home because. Um, you won't pay not one parking ticket, not never. No, you will be not here. You will be harassed for your political views online at a court at a fiscal court hearing by the sheriff who um, promises to lay down his life for you. But you will never pay a parking ticket. <laughs> I will. It ain't say that, that bad. I'm gonna be honest. It ain't that bad. A little side eye from the sheriff. Well, it, healthy, I think. When I moved to a, a big city. I moved to Austin. The whole idea of paying for parking was so foreign to me. I had my truck towed like three different times because I just couldn't fathom the concept. You know, growing up in like a rural small town, you can park fucking anywhere. It's like the idea of paying (laughs) to put your shit somewhere. Like, Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking, I don't know. I'm just fucking found it out on fucking getting in a man's pocket over fucking <laughs> ain't nobody else on the goddamn streets you know what i'm saying it ain't like i'm fucking taking goddamn uh yeah parking henry clay's parking spot at his parking office they <laughs> reserved for him the last 260 years <laughs> <laughs> there's not a parking issue on your street tom i've never seen it full yeah uh, we got to do that to keep down on game day traffic. It's like nobody's trying to walk from my damn house to the football field. It's close, <laughs> but not that close. You guys want to... You want to read this article on the NFT um, horse yeah, racing? I, yeah, I, I took one look at the headline and just made a... Let's get really get into it and see how bad it is. Um. The article, it's in um, Biz Journals. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> um, horse racing. They started Biz Journal to put out this article. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a startup. <laughs> this is their own blog. Uh-huh. <laughs> they just bought a domain. Good for them. Smart. As reported in Biz Journal, the paper of record. Uh, horse racing, bourbon, and dot, 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 NFTs. Inside the plan to put Louisville on the map for Web 3. Um, What's, okay, well, I got one question already. What's Web 3? <laughs> it's like the new web. It's the new web, Tanya. New web Like www? Drops. They're calling it just Web 3 now? Like Web 1.0 would be like the Space Jam website. 
Web 2.0 <laughs> would be like, I guess, what we're in now, and Web 3.0 is when we finally all go to online to the metaverse, and like our entire physical, corporal, social experience is just outsourced to the internet because really if you think about it because mark zuckerberg made a website so he could have a better chance of having sex in college (laughs) um web 3 is defined as um it's the idea for a new iteration of the world wide web based on the blockchain which incorporates concepts including decentralization and token-based economics i loved my i love my (laughs) token-based economics I have another question, or should I hold them all to the end? <laughs> no. <laughs> Go for it. Let's let's see. Yeah, why not? Let's front load the Humor questions. me. <laughs> I'll bite. What's blockchain? <laughs> okay. So the blockchain, as I understand it, as we, as we talked about on our Patreon episode from two weeks ago, based on the... Uh, the new proprietary Trillbillies cryptocurrency, the blockchain is basically just a record of all the transactions of a specific cryptocurrency. So it's just a really long algorithm, I assume. Or just a receipt. I describe really, really as, long as receipt, a, yes. Like a Rite Aid receipt. <laughs> yeah, they want you to submit a survey. They're giving you $2 off Pampers and fucking... Uh, kits. Yeah, and the cashier circles at the bottom where you have um, two and a half gas points. <laughs> take the two and a half get take the survey if you want like whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> Free chicken sandwich. Right. Um. Yeah, some technologists and journalists have contrasted it with Web 2.0, wherein they say data and content are centralized in a small group of companies, sometimes referred to as big tech. The term was coined in 2014 by Ethereum co-founder Gavin Wood, and the idea gained interest in 2021 from cryptocurrency enthusiasts. What is Web 2.0? Oh, wow. We've got one of those te- um, cloud word clouds. Web, Web 2.0 is a word cloud that they use in those like economic development seminars. They're like, let's just throw out some ideas. Equity inclusion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Anyways, that that appears to be Web3. It's based on the blockchain. <laughs> um, what if horses went to the Kentucky Derby as spectators to watch the humans race? <laughs> this is... Well, this. now, this, this sounds like a PETA perspective. This sounds like we're getting into a PETA argument, which I can get behind. You know, I'm no apologist for the Kentucky Derby. Fuck them. Oh, I agree. I agree. I'd be like Haru Araru, the Japanese racehorse that went zero and 116 in his career. <laughs> <laughs> I've been poor bastard 99 to one every race, and they're like, "Hell, number nine! I don't. I, th- I think he's still trying to finish the race." <laughs> I wouldn't actually wouldn't even be that. I'd be like uh, the horse that the bugle player rides on <laughs> to signal him to the gate. <clears throat> well it's the the concept is pretty funny i mean their whole idea for revamping the entire web and currency system i mean it's like what if you went to the derby but instead of watching the horses race the horses watched you race 
So the metaverse is just going to be like going to a modern art museum, but like, you know, like you go to like 21C or something and like the art's like really kind of shitty, but like, uh-huh. I hate modern art. I'm sorry. Oh, I love it. It's so messy and sexual. <laughs> they like think they're making like profound political points. And like, if you read in it, it's almost always like, and this is a rebuke of communism coming from somebody that lived under it. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. You're right. I'm you, just saying the CIA definitely just, funds modern art. <laughs> and it's just a hot pink canopy bed yeah. <laughs> behind, a, behind a red rope. Yeah, a hot pink can, canopy bed with a uh, like a Chinese of, McDonald's ad in like laying yeah. in the center of it. A bunch of pillows. Yeah. <laughs> Stuffed animals. The artist said that living under communism was a horrible time and that moving to the United States opened up a sexual awakening that wasn't available <laughs> under communism. <laughs> Just some bullshit. No coming under commie. Um, okay, what if horses went to the Kentucky Derby as spectators to watch the humans race? It's a silly notion, sure, but it quickly evolved into a concept that aims to merge the in-person tradition of the Kentucky Derby with the unestablished and largely virtual Web3 world. Party Horses LLC, a new Louisville company, will soon launch a collection of 10,000 non-fungible tokens, NFTs, that will have tangible real-world benefits, such as access to rare bottles of bourbon in exclusive events. <laughs> I called it. Called it. <laughs> you know, oh, our buddy Sarah that- Miller has that podcast called Didn't Read It, Didn't See It, Didn't Need To about movies. <laughs> I'm gonna do, we're gonna do the same thing but for articles didn't read it didn't need to <laughs> it's just like the sentence will have tangible real world benefits it's like okay what do you think of as tangible real world benefits Food? ending childhood what? poverty <laughs> <laughs> raising now. the literacy rate <laughs> they're, here they're just like you'll have now, some nice don't bourbon don't discount don't discount rare bourbon as a real human amenity <laughs> Man, they've they've done fuck the bourbon game up. It ain't even worth participating in anymore. It's <laughs> such a crumb. It is, man. You can't even. You ever try to try to go buy a goddamn bottle of Weller? Me and Terrence used to be able to go to pour, fucking Rite Aid. Can't drink. Me and Terrence would go to Rite Aid and get a goddamn handle of Weller for thirty two dollars, right? And that we could mm-hmm. drink on that. Well, in the day, about two days, but now it lasts about three months, and. Now you can't do that. Now it's like $600 for a fucking handle of Weller. It's like, what? What? It's even, yeah, it's not even fun. I feel like Buffalo Trace stayed about the same. Yeah, I um, mean, you know, those shelf brands for sure, but... it's all, Shelf brands. It's all part of a larger vision that aims to put Louisville <laughs> on the map in the Wild West You're of... You're damn right. With, <laughs> In the, wi- in the wild west of Web3, a decentralized ecosystem powered by blockchain technology that is projected by its proponents to be the next evolution of the internet and shift the conversation around NFTs from novelty to utility. Um, okay, here we get into some... We, now we get to meet some characters. The Derby is like a great moment of gravity for Kentucky, said Justin Delaney, co-founder and CEO of Party Horses. It's a moment in time where everyone 
kind of looks to Kentucky, comes to Louisville and sees what it's all about. And for us... Yeah, everyone <laughs> is fully engaged in the Kentucky. <laughs> Every, everybody I know from Louisville hates Derby Day because it's like it's <laughs> miserable. It. They just Airbnb out their house and leave fucking town. Yeah. For us, we felt like if we're going to bring DeFi, I guess that's short for decentralized finance, into tradition and tradition into DeFi, Jesus Christ, dog. It made sense to do it during the Derby when all eyes are on us to show that this can be a place of technology, to show this could be a place where you can teach an old horse new tricks. Um, so what they're doing here is they're bringing DeFi into tradition and tradition into DeFi. Uh, you can see this like at a round of investment, like asking for for investment money. It's like what we're doing is we're bringing tradition in DeFi and DeFi in a tradition. I'm I'm curious like how this shit gets funded. You know what I mean? Like I'll it's tell you around stuff. We, it's right here. Um, okay. This is this will <laughs> this is perfect for your didn't read it don't need to because the characters that will come up. Well, let's just say I can already see the reaction on your face. We've um, met them before. We've met them before. You know we've met them before in past episodes. Um, serial in uh, serial entrepreneurs and an intrepid Don't say investor. it. Don't say it. Don't say it, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> serial If a mic is a gun. <laughs> he did it, folks. He finally hung himself on air. <laughs> well... We're without Tom, just me and Tanya now. Just <laughs> he went out like network. <laughs> <laughs> Jumped out his one story window, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Late last year, Delaney, founder of Mingwin. <laughs> it's called Mingwin. Not Wait, hold up. <laughs> Wait, the beef jerky? I guess. What the fuck is Mingwin? M E N. Manga? No, no, no. Mingwin. It's a. Online, it's a. Oh, it's like a I tuxedo. You say this is the air. It's a tuxedo. This is the air to Mingy beef jerky. If there's I any justice, that. if there's any justice in the goddamn world, one day we'll look at the phrase "serial entrepreneur" the way we look at serial killer, serial, <laughs> uh, all the bad serials. <laughs> um, were you gonna say something, Tanya? No, but imagine getting to rebrand yourself as a complete failure because all your businesses fail, all your ideals are terrible, <laughs> and getting to rebrand as a serial entrepreneur. Serial entrepreneur <laughs> actually does have a negative connotation. It actually does suggest that you're shit at business. Yeah, you fucking suck. That's why you've had to keep redoing it, bitch. <laughs> fucking go home. Retire. So chalk it up. Okay. The the problem is in that world you're like applauded for like failing and then failing again and failing over again. Like yeah, that's... well, they got these platitudes about how you learn the most from failure. Smartest, yeah. uh, the people who failed have all the life secrets. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyways, uh, Delaney, founder of Manguin, was kicking around a handful of ideas after departing from his role as CEO of Buff City Soap. He used his longtime friend, Chris. Oh Come on, man. Come on. You're, you're not serious. You're fucking with us. The, my man failed his penguin business. He failed his soap business. Everybody needs soap. Come he on. He disrupted the soap space. 
He used his longtime friend Chris Viedmar, or Viedmar, I don't know, who was working on his own startup at the time as a sounding board. The duo kept coming back to cryptocurrency and Web3, and Viedmar quickly pulled Isaac Pratz, a senior engineer at Facebook, into the conversation. They all got together for what was supposed to be an hour-long lunch at Drake's in St. Matthews and ended up talking for four hours. I think we all kind of looked at each other like, hey, this is a talented team in our own regards. Let's put our heads together and see what we've got, Viedmar said. Meanwhile, Delaney was having conversations of his own with Brooke Smith, an active investor in Louisville's startup oh, ecosystem. <laughs> Got the eight foot mic cord here because too much with the three footer. Yeah, you need more footage on that cord, brother. Yeah. Um, Brooke Smith and Zach I'm Jenkins. Crying. I'm crying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, was having conversations of his own with Brooke Smith, um, an active investor in Louisville startup ecosystem, and Zach Jenkins. <laughs> A local designer and expert on non-fungible tokens. And here the article breaks and it says, whoa, wait, what are NFTs? And then it kind of explains it in a way that doesn't... I mean, did you see... What does it, what does it say? Let me, give me the official explanation. Yeah, no, I, no I, do, I do want to hear the official. It's just, it's, it's just images, right? Am I fucking crazy? No, no, it's yeah, yeah. Pictures? Did you guys see the, um, the clip it was going around this week of Jimmy Fallon explaining to Paris oh. Hilton... <laughs> Listen, I love They're comparing I apes. love I love Paris Hilton's bimbo character. Let her live. <laughs> I support it. You, I support her take I support her as a bimbo taking a turn to something you know, completely <laughs> fantastical and nonsensical. Um I mean Jimmy Fallon, however, can eat shit. <laughs> Wait, okay. NFTs, or non-fungible tokens, are cryptographic assets that are stored on a blockchain and cannot be replicated, according to Investopedia. Unlike cryptocurrencies, which are fungible, NFTs cannot be traded or exchanged at equivalency. The most commonly found examples of NFTs are digital artwork, like party horses and CryptoPunk, but the technology <laughs> has several use cases. Hold on, okay, so you are telling me that these people actually think that we believe... That there are digital items that cannot be replicated when we have literally figured out how to print illegal money. The thing- how to replicate the U.S. dollar <laughs> currency. Well, the thinking is, Tanya, on this, um, it's, that's oh, actually, oh. that's a great analogy. Um, they have a receipt. They won't have a receipt. That, that, that is the, <laughs> yes, that's the thinking on this. The thinking is that there is a receipt in the blockchain that proves it's owned by somebody and the thing with all these things can't wait to hack into the blockchain the the blockchain listen the blockchain clearly shows that i own this toby mcguire interview from the (laughs) spider-man press junket in 2001 hands off um i just it's just a fucking scam wrapped in a fucking scam man it is a scam. I, okay, it, sure. it, it, it's certainly that, but it is strangely like the more we talk about it, it is strangely colonial. Like just want, just obsessed with divvying up property and owning it. Yeah, it's um, I think someone even made that comparison on Twitter. I wish I remembered where I saw that, but I saw a kind of like viral tweet going around that like. Property, private property was the first NFT. 
It's like this thing that yeah. everybody used commonly. <laughs> yeah. And then someone said, no, that's mine. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, wait. Yeah. Yeah, that is a good comparison, yeah. actually. The, the difference, the difference, and this is the thing with cryptocurrency, too. It's like for these things to have value, we all have to agree. There's two options, right? We either all agree, like collectively, with a social contract and constitution and all these other things. Like that, that's <laughs> and with the words, this note is legal tender for all debts, public and private. Exactly. <laughs> but the but that's one option. The second option is if not everybody agrees. At a certain point, you have to back it up. With guns and armies. Like, there's no other... I mean, and that's what, you know, private property was. It's like, not everybody agreed to the enclosure movement. So, eventually, they were like, well, you're going to, or we're going to kill your entire family. You know what I'm saying? Like, Right, yeah. It's like, yeah, sign on the dotted line or or else. Yeah, it, it's like, yeah, the, the crypto people have to understand that, like, at a certain point, they're just going to squash you out because y'all better start using all that fucking crypto wealth to build a paramilitary arm that's greater to or equal than the U.S. military. Otherwise, guess what? They're going to shut you down. I guess the government could start getting into NFTs. Uh, We're just absolutely addicted to imperialism. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. Just cannot, yeah. Mainline it into my arm. Um... Okay, um, that that clip, by the way, that was going around with Jimmy Fallon and Paris Hilton was extremely bizarre and uncanny. <laughs> it was like very surreal. It, very, it made me very depressed, um, just because like they're both of them are talking about it in a way that's like they obviously don't know what the fuck this is, and they're and they're you know they they've been sort of instructed to. I don't know, sort of play it up and I don't know, pe- people like Brooke Smith or whatever have gotten in their ears and said like, no, this is what you need to say. This is where the next frontier of uh, in- of investment is. Because as people have pointed out, there are no physical frontiers anymore. We've exhausted all of them. And so it's like we have yeah. to just start making them up now. <laughs> yeah. It's like... This is like, <clears throat> this is the brink of capitalism because it relies on growth and exactly. there's nowhere else to go so we are cr- we'll have to create some artificial value Shoo- worthless shit Shoo-wee. you're exactly right tanya um, we're down bad boys we're down bad we're down bad uh, <laughs> we're down bad for growth <laughs> <laughs> in it the we're nft the board eight thing is kind of like uh pampered chef or quick star or LuLaRoe for famous people and influencers i feel like you know, oh yeah, it's like leggings. Yeah, come here, like come to my Tupperware or my Pampered Chef Tupperware party. Yeah, I will say though, like obviously that clip of them was bananas. But have you watched any Jimmy Fallon lately? Every time I watch one of those late night shows, I get so depressed. I'm like, this is <laughs> so sad. This is what they're like. These people are making so much money, and that this is what people think is funny and entertaining. Uh-huh. It's sad that Jimmy How Fallon actually ha- has a show. Just fucking, just a bumbling, stumbling buffoon. <laughs> it's just very. I mean, <clears throat> a lot of the clips are like that. Honestly, where it's just <laughs> very Dude. awkward bananas situation. This next quote is so fucking hilarious. Brooke owns a lot. Brooke Smith owns a lot of racehorses, and we were like, 
That would be interesting Ooh. to put racehorses on the blockchain and allow people to basically buy tokens in horses, Delaney said. <laughs> we sat down, and we were talking about how to do that, and by the end of it, we decided we were going to do an NFT and throw a massive party at the Derby. If you would have asked him last year, Brooksmith would have told you that he was against investing in crypto in cryptocurrency or anything remotely web three related instead you should invest in appalachian communities <laughs> and out work coal miners now he's the chairman of party horses <laughs> and, is, oh, wow. and is partnered with delaney to purchase other nfts via a fund called partner horses vault llc dude this is hilarious when delaney started talking crypto I was like, no effing way. I love you, buddy. You're amazing, but I'm not going to do a crypto project with you, Smith said. But as I started thinking about it and learning about it, I realized it is here to stay, and it's still really early. <laughs> you know what's the sick thing? These guys are going to make a ton of money, and there's going to be so many dumb guys lose so much fucking money to oh, like God. just to people like this. Um. It's so sad. The fund has purchased about 50 NFTs for roughly $1 million so far, including a $319,000 fedora-wearing CryptoPunk, as well as a Bushido, Bushido? I don't know. I guess that's a, another kind of... What? Um, they are using the fund to build credibility in the market, marketplace, but the team has bigger plans for that digital art collection, too. One thing that I have said during the project, which is a mantra of mine, is, Be foolish, Smith said. That doesn't mean reckless, but that means don't be afraid to look foolish because if you don't take the risk, you're never going to get anywhere. <laughs> oh, oh, I love that they are they're using the word fool because Christians are have so such a big to do over a fool. Man. Uh uh Oh. <laughs> I mean, the U.S. the the Kentucky Constitution says that fools can't vote. <laughs> I've broken that a number of times myself. <laughs> oh, I'm going to use that me. next time I go to the polls. I'm going to say, hey, Jim, ain't you ever read the Constitution? You shouldn't be here. It, in, <laughs> in, like, blue states, like, live blue states, the Constitution says fools don't vote. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's God. Right. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> shit. Um, oh, shit. Fools and felons in Kentucky. That is so fucking goddamn funny. I mean... No way. Yeah, it's a, no it, way. Man. It, it, like, what we're talking about here at the end of the day is people investing millions of dollars in into a digital... Basically into the cankle horse... That Tom drew on a piece of paper, but like on screen, <laughs> and like can we put this you, as our cover art? <laughs> <laughs> please, yes, please. please. You know, and like you see the way it works in their minds because they're like, "No effing way, I'm getting into that, bro. That looks stupid." But then, like enough people talk about it and like gin it up, you can easily see how these like speculative bubbles arise because it's just like. At the end of the day, they just they're impelled by market forces and they just have to put their money in places where people say that's beneficial for them and where yeah, their money like will grow. They're rich people. These people live in such a fantastical reality that they can be talked into literally anything. 
<laughs> literally anything. <laughs> yeah, literally that, anything. It's that is the thing about it. It's like, you know, as as has been the case time and time again. You don't have to be too brilliant to amass a fortune, but it's like these guys. Like it's almost like I'm reading this one of two ways. Either this is like some sort of like scam cooked up by both of them, or like you kind of have to give this Delaney character a little props for like talking somebody like Brooke Smith into like buying uh-huh. the shit. Like you got to respect the hustle, like at least somewhat, if that's the case. But I don't know, man. I just, if you're going to spend your money on anything immaterial, you should spend it on podcasts. Let's just call it what it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's my take on it. Well, it's like Tom said in one of our group chats earlier this week. Like, you probably could. I mean, we couldn't because we've already got the, like, naysayer label. Like, we've been um, put in the stocks in in the public village and, like, had the naysayer sign hung over our necks. So, like, we couldn't do it. But, like, one of these guys in, in one of these, like, East Kentucky Economic Development nonprofit world, whatever, really probably could go up to Pine Mountain, like take out a large chunk of some mineral, rare earth mineral or something like that, and then like convince them that this is the next thing that they have to sort of like invest in that will bring them, you know, sort of millions and billions of dollars. And and that they would do it in the name of helping this area out. Because that's the thing. They all use this, like... But it is funny. At the beginning of this article, they didn't even take that route. They just basically said, eh, it's not going to do anything except get you some good bourbon and maybe some VIP seats. <laughs> so like, well, I don't know. Man, I want to tell y'all something. The day I draw the goddamn line, because this is the natural progression with that Louisville bunch... The day I see a goddamn Muhammad Ali NFT is the day that I I really do go by the eight foot mic cord and hang myself live on this program. Um, oh, I hate you know we're an oracle, Tom. You've put that out. You know what's going to happen now. Well, I'm sure this is it. what they've got dialed up next. Something like that. Okay. Just like, Off to the races. The Party Horses team brought on Louisville artist Robbie Davis to make the generative NFTs. Generative means that instead of designing 10,000 individual horses, Davis created 50 different attributes like various hats, clothes, and other accessories that then get put through an algorithm to determine each horse's rarity. (laughs) Dude, this might be the thing. This might be the thing that does it. I mean, I might. This might think be I, my whole life. I've been like, when's when is the padded room coming? When is the straight jacket and padded room? I mean, because you know, like, missed the cow in that video. Up against Up the wall. Against the wall. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> like, when is it happening? And this might be it. <laughs> Just like, <sighs> like instead of de- instead of designing ten thousand individual horses, created fifty different attributes. It's like, it's. What it is, it's like it's like the select your costume screen or select your character screen on a video game. But they've given that they've they've imparted millions of dollars of worth into it. It's completely 
But here's the th- here's I'll the tell you here's what. the thing here's the thing about all this shit that doesn't make sense. And this is where it kind of veers off into like scam territory for me. Like obviously we know that like the story of capitalism is ascribing like artificial value to things, but we do understand there is like a finite amount of gold in the earth and and it is desirable to enough people that it like is could generate some value, right? People want it. Like where a where is like your demand coming from and b like how do you just describe these like values you know what i mean like how like we spent a million dollars on these invested a million dollars in these nfts but it's like where do you get that figure from is it based on like did you like just poll everybody in the fucking country and say how much would you give for a fake cartoon horse <laughs> no because they're not in- i just don't even think they're interested in I mean, obviously, we don't... I mean, the word market is just feels like just rubbish anyway. It's just very t- fantastical. But they're not... Nothing is on a balance anymore because of how far behind we are on minimum wage. Like, nothing makes any sense. Well, yeah, I think you're right. Like, the traditional way, or the Marxist way of understanding value, right, is like how much labor was put into it's this it's a kind of a like a sophisticated right. equation between the labor and the amount of fixed and variable capital and all these other things that are sunk into the thing but like what is actually sunk into this commodity it's like a, a guy just spent a couple hours on a computer you know picking out 50 different hats and sunglasses to put on a picture of a monkey like I mean, like, how does that then scale up to tens of thousands of dollars? I guess that's where the whole crypto aspect of it comes in, right? Just where they are just assuming on faith that people will look at it and say, nah, this is worth $330,000. Like, Yeah, I want to see Robbie. Who was the artist? Robbie Day? Davis. Robbie Davis. I want to see Robbie Davis' billable hours on this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to put these things together is what well, I want to say. Because you, you can kind of say, like, I was talking to my friend the other day, and we, not too long ago, we stood in line for a goddamn bottle of uh, Four Roses, I guess it was like the 25 year or something, like, to celebrate the opening of their visitor center. And I was like, man, and we went and bought this bottle for like 125 bucks, and as soon as we walked out the door, we sold it for 2000 a bottle. And I was like, I can actually kind of get this in wow. a sense because like there was people's labor hour hours poured into making this whiskey over a period of 25 years right like they put uh-huh. the shit in the barrels whatever whatever they tend to all of it whatever and like it feels like even in this era of like sort of like in, these immaterial sort of get rich scams like you know crypto to some degree which lost like a trillion dollars in assets a couple of days ago and even this stuff they like the shit that people still like go for it's like the shit that like takes time to make that is like like carefully poured after and all that kind of stuff. And that's where the like this whole disconnect is for me. Like I could kind of see like I heard of like Damien Hurst selling like NFTs and it's like uh that's kind of beneath you it feels like even though I think Damien Hurst sucks. But like you could see how like an artist of like that stature, you know, like could maybe get into this because it's like the shit is like deemed good by enough people that it's like worth it but it's like now it's like 
I don't know. It's there just, was, it's just. I just, I, I'm, I, yeah, I just keep going back to where is the value derived from, and it seems like in the case of like Board Eight, the value is derived from. Well, we got Post Malone to buy two of these. We got DaBaby to buy one, and we got Paris Hilton and Jimmy Fallon to buy yeah. one. So, like, it's almost predicated on the idea that it's like an exclusive club, and if you can get enough cool people in that club, you can ascribe a value to it, right? I mean, it's like, yeah. But did yeah. you guys see there was a story going around that like? Picasso's heirs were selling off like several million dollars worth of NFTs of his like unreleased artwork like not wow. not the pieces of art themselves but the NFTs <laughs> which is kind of brilliant in a way because like you yeah. could like uh, Picasso was so prolific like he did so much bullshit that like you could actually buy a real Picasso probably for like not what you think you would pay for a Picasso you know what I mean like, John Pellegrini has, like, several Picassos. And then I thought, oh, damn, man, Pellegrini must be rolling in the cash. And he, while he is, it's not that. It's just that, like, Picasso also did, like, a bunch of B-tier shit that's just, like, sitting in a closet somewhere that somebody found and you could buy for, like, huh. a couple thousand bucks or something, <laughs> you know? See, I didn't even know. But that's uh, hilarious that, like, they're selling, like, the copies of the B-shit. <laughs> I don't know. It feels like this is all moving toward even darker shit. I mean, the metaverse is dark enough, but like it's almost like saying what if horses watched humans run. It's almost like saying the quiet part out loud, like this like obsession with ownership. And I mean, we're in a never ending pandemic. These fuckers have to be thinking about how they live well in the future while we all continue to. Yeah expose ourselves for their benefit I, I, so just imagine just imagine a digital fucking arena where it's all different your nft horse it's all these rich people in the, in the comfort yeah. of their own homes but they are the nft horse on the screen watching <laughs> humans <laughs> run or or race or fight or whatever because like they 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 own people now. It's like you know. It's like derivatives in the housing market. It really is. It's just something that only other rich people can afford, and that they just swap back and forth with these financial instruments, and it gets that more mean money. Nothing. For them. But it means that nothing. nothing. Like there's seasoned finance people that cannot explain how the derivatives market work, and that's how I feel about the NFT and like to some degree the crypto shit. I, I was talking to Terrence about this the other day, and I cannot thread this needle, but maybe somebody smarter than I out there can thread this needle. But I feel like you can draw a straight line from, like, Occupy to, like, this moment we're in now. Because, like, Occupy, we had all this, like, sort of energy that was sort of mediated through social media and stuff that, like, got people out in the streets that deposed several, you know, leaders in the Middle East and stuff. You're talking about the Arab Spring and all this stuff. And out of the ashes of that, I felt like is when sort of crypto and stuff started ticking up, you know, with like, like I was telling you, Terrence, like, I feel like, like you can, like the, the, like the anonymous bros and the crypto bros, there's only like three feet of difference between them. And then, so as time goes on, I feel like those of us that were more interested in sort of material reality kind of got into sort of the nascent Bernie movement and, you know, the, uh, you know, DSA movement, socialist movement, whatever you want to call all this, all this sort of stuff. And then the other guys, 
out of Occupy kind of split off and became crypto NFT guys because like their founding purpose was supposed to be like what they're going to like subvert the U.S. dollar or whatever, and we're going to yeah, like, it was all centered around Wall Street. Right, right, taking aim at that stuff, and now we know it's just like a fucking like cash grab for like you know just like the lamest people alive. But it was it was the convergence of two things. It was the convergence of two things that are sort of or two forces that are endemic to the modern era. The first is the lack of political alternatives and everybody's realization of that and that there's nothing to be achieved in the political material realm. And so it was it was that and then it was as we've established already the exhaustion of all physical finite resources. It, frontiers really in investment and innovation. And those yeah. t- those two things collided and what it came up with is yeah, these just completely abstract um, financial instruments that are just traded among other rich people, but they assure you at every moment that no, this is good. Other, this is going to be great for people. I mean, like you see this thing. Like, I sent Tom a, te- uh, a tweet a couple weeks ago that I saw where someone was like, "Yo, like um, I'm really putting all, all my money into this NFT thing, like." Um, you know, like I'm living out of a hotel room. I've got nothing left. Like this is my last big chance. Like, um, you know, this is this is gonna be the thing that does it for me. Like, it's I'm finally gonna make it or whatever. And they really do build this shit to people that are like down on their luck and like really need an out, um, for whatever reason, you know. And um, and so they church it up with all of these sort of idealistic and utopian. <clears throat> like trappings you know and and rhetoric and everything and say like no this is the way of the future this is going to be like what we can all do so, so that we can skirt around the big issue which is obviously capitalism and needing to end it it's like nah let's just um you know i, I don't know it's i don't know it's just another way of them like we were tom and i were talking about this weekend like everybody knows like on your deathbed pretty much on everybody's deathbed with the exception of like a few maybe like buddhist monks who have like come to terms with it i feel like most of us on our deathbeds you will probably be bargaining like no 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 no, it's not my time like i'll do this i'll change this i'll do this i'll, I'll live this way i'll do this but all of us know it's coming and that's kind of how we are as a species right now it's like we've just completely destroyed the planet with capitalism so it's like no 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 we'll, we'll do this we'll we'll do that no but we're in what the if bargaining we change doing phase this? you're right we're, we're in the bargaining phase we know it that the big one is coming whether it's climate or um an epidemiological catastrophe or whatever but none of us want to like actually do the thing which would be you know transforming the mode of production to communism <laughs> the only thing right, that could they- save us and then, I mean, this is just as a practical matter. This is evidenced by the fact that, you know, continuing to juice the blockchain is devastating to the planet. To like, yeah. like these facilities are insane power sucks that I didn't even realize. Right? Like, I heard people say that. I'm like, eh, well, you know, like if it's this, this, or that, like if it's more or less fine. But no, this is like, this is like that's how this weird links death up. cult shit. That's how this links up. I guarantee you the same people in this article, like Brooke Smith and stuff, and if we're a few months out from them being like, now we're investing in, yeah, the blockchain crypto mining facilities in eastern Kentucky. Like, they, they're just able to, like, you know, 
spread their sh- tentacles all over the various parts of the state that they you, you you yeah exactly it's like remember we read that adam edelin article in the new york times about the solar farm that solar farm is dressed up in this like window dressing of appalachia's economic future but really it's just to supply energy to crypto fucking uh mining you know because all those facilities are moving from places in the northeast that they're getting ran out of to places like down here where everybody's just so starving for any sort of economic activity. So they say, okay, we'll hire like 10 out-of-work coal Nine miners to come people. check on this facility <laughs> like twice a it's day. It's just, I mean, it's it's so sinister that it's, I can't even, I can't even it, get a laugh I know, it it's the thing, you're right. It's sinister and it's also banal and it's also kind of it's like tragic comic in a way it's like i can't believe this is happening like like nobody could have seen that the future would be this fucking stupid like we all knew it was going to be pretty stupid <laughs> it's like it is it is in a sense it is like sort of the tech utopian gen x sort of uh <laughs> liberal archetypes version of alexander the great great sitting down and crying because he had no more lands to conquer like this i feel like the blockchain is sort of the last cash grab of like the of like grift i think after this where does grift go you just go back to traditional schemes you know what i mean check cutting i guarantee you though after the 2008 crash people were probably saying the same thing like oh that was preposterous we'll never do anything like that again yeah, and it just true. keeps getting more and more absurd like in absurd 20, yeah, yeah yeah once this one crashes in 15 20 years we'll have something just as equally if not more so you're right i shouldn't say this is the last frontier i will say this is like the beginning of like the 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 griffs from here are just going to get more and more absurd yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like just like this is like this is like the kickoff of like just the absurdity and grift era. Well, yeah, yeah you're right. One of your friends from college is going to pop up in 20 years, and like <laughs> something something more like ridiculous than this is going to be the thing they're going to try to sell you on. You know? Yeah. Well, it, it, the yeah the derivatives thing was the classic example, right? Again, no frontiers left. It's just like we'll just bundle these things together and sell them off again it's like junk assets that they know <laughs> right just like these are these nfts are junk assets but listen to this this is the this is probably the best fucking thing about this this is a phenomenal paragraph um tanya you'll you'll appreciate this tanya they were thinking they were thinking of the women they they had to get mm. feminists they were thinking of the women recognizing the lack of women in the nft and web3 space Party Horses also brought on Danish supermodel Helena Christensen, a former Oh my god, a supermodel. <laughs> a former a victorious supermodel. A former they're, victorious that's, They're doing they're doing feminism by by <laughs> Okay. Listen <laughs> Listen to the job title they gave her. My my oh, no. jaw dropped. I can't my it. jaw dropped when I saw this. This is incredible. Um also brought on Danish supermodel Helena Christensen, a former Victoria's Secret angel and clothing designer, as head of empathy and human design. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. 
Human design? Empathy and human design. Just when you thought human resources couldn't get any worse. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my. It hurts. Empathy and human design. Oh, empathy and you know, I just stuff. I just think about like what a million dollars you spend on some cartoon fucking horses could have done for somebody. I just love that supermodels really are they known for their empathy? <laughs> <laughs> How do you even hire for that? Like tell us tell us about your empathy, Helena. Oh, wow. Um, notably, half of the NFT horses will have female traits, and the other half will have male traits. <laughs> what's, a, what's a female trait in a horse? <laughs> a bow, I'll, I'll give a you two guesses, Yeah, what's female, what's female <laughs> tendencies in horses? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <And> the, <laughs> what are male tendencies? I mean, I am absolutely terrified of horse dick. If you've ever seen a big fucking horse dick dragging the ground, it's fucking <laughs> it's terrifying. <laughs> it's you may, I can imagine a crypto guy getting like a female I'll give them horse. That. I mean, like, no, nah, this is female traits. Trade me. Yeah. <laughs> Does the Newman Claw it's jewelry? Does the, the Newman necklace? Claw Washington yeah. guy get an NFT? A horse NFT? They should give that dude. Too too bad Ken's not around to see this. Um There are five different tiers of party horses based on rarity. Infield, paddock, backside, turf club, <laughs> and trillionaire's row. These motherfuckers, oh, give me that, give me these that motherfuckers backside, baby. cannot even, they cannot even do some, a scam without making a class system. <laughs> <laughs> Trillionaire's Row is obviously the rarest, with only 400 to 500 of the horses falling into that category. The infield will have roughly 4,300 party horses. In addition to the horses themselves... The team has created 2,000 pregame NFTs based off drinks including Lily, Champagne, Mint, Julep, Neat, and Old Fashioned. Um, those pregame NFTs, which will launch in the coming weeks, will come with guaranteed access to purchase party horses before the public mint March 15th. Um, the Delaney public said mint. the first. Do what? The goddamn public mint. The public mint, bro. That's that's when they're. They're minted. That's when they're given value. Right now, they just float in the ether without value. But as soon as they're minted, in other words, as soon as someone clicks a button on a laptop, <laughs> Here, that's when they get value. Say, I, I got to say something. I just have this is on my heart to say this. Is I know that we, I know people out there think, oh, we're a bunch of killjoys and we just like get on this program and shit on things every week and like we must be joyless and have nothing going on in our lives to that try is to true. down to others constantly. And while all that those are true. fair criticisms, <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, I have to say, for the first time maybe on this program, I'm blown away by the cross-section of the banality, <laughs> the audacity, <laughs> and just the hopelessness of this. I'm with you, brother. I'm absolutely with you. I, I, I mean, this is this is damaging me in a very real way. <laughs> this is dem- this is terrible. I joke all the time about things being 
whatever, bad, or, oh, this is the one that's going to put me down, man. But this is really, this is really, I'm on the brink, man. <clears throat> Tom, I've never seen you try to kill yourself this many times in one episode. <laughs> It's, uh, it's yeah same i not either um i mean because it also i feel like there are also implications for culture here i mean because at the end yeah, of the day we're talking do what say it ain't so i mean we're talking about art quote unquote at the end of the day right like we look at it we know it's bad and shitty and stupid as fuck but like at what point does this start taking over the larger sort of media industry at large like can entire movies be nfts is that a stupid question well you know what i'm saying like what well i saw people talking about literary nfts and ain't that just a goddamn book i guess yeah just well a people refer to remember the wu-tang album martin screlly yeah had there's like a one of one i think they kind of refer to that that's sort of like the first nft or one of the first nfts in music or whatever I don't know. I, um, and what happens like in a hundred years when shit goes into the public domain? Do you just like lose your ape to the public oh, domain? Well, <laughs> by that point, we're, we're, there will be no public domain, my friends. <laughs> like, right, they'll have thrown away erratic. with that. I mean, they're already like, you, you can't draw like Mickey Mouse like on a sidewalk, you know what I mean, without getting fucking sued by Disney for... <laughs> copyright yeah. infringement you know what i'm saying like we're already yeah. heading in that direction where everything is the domain of of like six corporations in the world like even images and ideas or whatever um uh delaney said the first 1000 party horses buyers will get a bottle of bourbon providing that they are over 21 and another 450 NFT holders will be invited to an exclusive Oaks Night event at the Ice House in downtown Louisville. I'll just go ahead and tell you this. If I'm 19 years old and I spend several hundred thousand dollars on a goddamn horse, you're going to get you're going to skirt liquor loss. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting, getting my goddamn bourbon. bottle of bourbon, you greasy fuck. Yeah. The event, planned by Joey Wagner of J. Wagner Group, promises big-name artists as it looks to redefine the Derby Party. Maybe they'll get Travis Scott, and they'll just be a stampede, and they'll fucking... Everybody there will just... <laughs> Sadly. I almost feel bad for the people that buy into this, though. You know what I mean? It's, I just... I don't know. I just... You know that clip that was going around the guy with, like, the eyeliner on that had, like... Was reading off a teleprompter that was about, like, quit stealing people's NFTs. I, I own it. it. You know... I, didn't I don't see know it. if y'all saw it. He had like the nose ring and like it kind of looks like a like an extra in Pirates of Caribbean, but like uh, with a flat bill on. Uh-huh. And he was just like reading off this, and it was just such a dark thing to me. And it's like he's easy to ridicule because these guys are fucking dumb guys, but like I don't know, I don't know. Um, the 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 premise of this NFT is that it generates real-world benefits periodically, Delaney said. <laughs> Next year for the Derby, the people have this horse. I guess the people who have this horse will get invited to the party again. There will be new talent, and they will get a new ticket distributed to them. That's kind of the plan, is to have that long-term vision. We'd like to do it for all kinds of events, like F1 Formula One events in Indianapolis or Super Bowl Sunday and stuff like that, too. There's also a philanthropic component to party horses. Smith said they are... Of course there is. <laughs> they need a tax break, baby. <laughs> All right. 
Smith said they are anticipating. That's another thing that's wild to me. You're right, Tanya. Like they, it's like their first rodeo. Exactly. They know what the fuck they're doing. They they will sit in the meetings and be like, let's help people. But like they say one thing, but like the out the part of their brains driven by the profit making algorithm is what incentivizes them to actually do the philanthropic thing. Not because they're good people or they care about people. <laughs> like. Yeah, to them, their their philanthropic activity is like, it's two things. One, it's like buying them some goodwill for the public, like the dumb public. And then the other part of it is it's like their tax for like their hedonism. You know what I mean? Like uh just the small thing they have to buy. And even then, it's like so half-assed. Like, uh, Brooke Smith wanted to put a piece of fucking driftwood on a mountaintop removal site as like an art art installation. (laughs) And this this cocksucker made a fortune in sureties. Like, as an an industry that is a scam too, but that is still like fucking over any like opportunity to the degree that any economic transition can occur. Like, like people like that are the number one impediment to the shit. Um, Yeah, you're right. Um, this is hilarious. There's also a philanthropic component. Smith said they are anticipating that the mint itself will generate anywhere between five hundred thousand and one million dollars for nonprofits, plus added proceeds from royalty fees during trading. A considerable percentage of that royalty fee is going to be going to nonprofits for perpetuity because I think it's the right thing to do. Smith said, and that's the end of the article. <laughs> wow, end on a high note. Good God Almighty. High tall tale. Good God Almighty, guys. Well, if that's... there's one thing we know, it's that everybody that's ever attended a SOAR conference just has intentions on helping the community. <laughs> they're just, they're concerned firstly with doing the right thing, and secondly with, and it, you know, if they slip on a banana peel and make a fortune, that's fine too, but like, not Dude, at the cost of the doing the first... right thing. Do y'all remember the first SOAR? We, like, split up so we could go to everything. And uh, I went to, uh, God, what was it? Um, fucking uh, transportation and waste management or something crazy. Cause, <laughs> and everybody in there were Lexington contractors, I swear to Christ. <laughs> Every single person in there. There was, like, a couple mayors that are, like, desperate to figure out where to put the shit in the tail. Yeah, I sat next to... <laughs> and then just, like, 30 contractors. I sat next to Paul Nesbitt out of Lexington. I remember when I was on the city council in Weisberg, I tried to put a grant proposal together to, like, fix the water tank that supplied the dialysis clinic at the hospital wasn't enough money in it for them to do anything about it though we could easily got that grant so it's it's not that these motherfuckers would do a fucking uh fucking um what you call it uh, a goddamn landfill project before they'd do something that actually had tangible benefit if it made them more money i i went to a i went to a breakout session and proposed that we build a canal from eastern kentucky to the Atlantic coast in Eastern Virginia. So that way we could have beachfront property. You know what I mean? You just get on the, you just get on the Kentucky canal and you know, you're in Newport news. You're in, um, Virginia beach in a matter of hours. There we go, baby. This was, that was really floated. I floated that. People were like, Oh, you floated it. Oh, okay. You just wanted to build a big (laughs) canal. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
I'm like, it's actually just a route for hurricanes. Yeah. It, it was, this is a long game of yeah. him trying to wipe yes, himself out. it was out. floated, and I'm the one that floated it. <laughs> <laughs> That's my idea, copyright. A funny thing for us to do if we ever wanted to just get into like that sort of like, you know, uh, you know, uh, fucking Sasha Baron Cohen esque like trolley journalism stuff is just to go to these things and float the most ridiculous ideas and seeing serious people go yeah yeah i'd love to oh yeah yeah Yeah, in a suit a man in a suit whatever they say we love it (laughs) well i mean in in classic like in the same way that like everything with trump and everything else was so literal and you can't parody it anymore this is another example it's like 10 years ago if you would have floated this to some to an investor or something like that I mean, they would have nodded sagely, but nobody would have taken it seriously. It would have been a joke. It would have been a funny parody of the derivatives market in real estate. But now the parody has become reality, and we're all supposed to just pretend like that's okay. And if you don't, well, then you're a naysayer, and you're not on board, and you're going to be poor and broke in 20 years because you didn't invest in this in the ground floor. <laughs> I really have. You know, it's like the anti-crypto, anti-blockchain people. Like, I know people that are really depressed over the blockchain because they're like, I feel like if I don't invest in this shit, then I'm going to be broke and penniless in 20 years. But I know it's a fucking scam. And that was, so that was probably really how, how when the stock market was founded, people thought of it, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we, So people really think they're going to be broke if they don't get it on the blockchain? That is kind of like the... They think that's the future of money? I feel like that's kind of the message they're sending by having like Jimmy Fallon and Paris Hilton talk about it. It's almost like they're saying, like this is what cool people do who manage their money wisely. And don't you want to be like that? You know what I mean? Like, don't you want to be in on this uh you know this craze that's gonna make you a lot of money i mean and then of course people will buy into that a lot of that will get wiped out once that bubble collapses in a few years people like brooke smith will be fine because their assets are spread out and diffused over a whole other bunch of investments and other things like they're they'll they'll be fine they'll come out on top um but you know, it's just like the derivatives market. Like, regular-ass people will suffer the consequences. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, man. Yeah. It, it's, I mean, like, just questioning the validity of systems. It, like, as we were talking about yesterday, Terrence, like, it is it is actually patently absurd, even the system we have, where, like, our dignity and retirement and old age is not predicated on Social Security because it's been perpetually under attack for 30 years, 40 years, 50 years in, for time immemorial. But, like, it's instead predicated on the idea that if we loan a significant portion of our income to rich people for decades in advance and they do right by us and do the right things with that, then we can have, like, a dignified, like, retirement and, like, our, in our last years uh-huh that is what our system i mean like that's really the that i think when you think about stocks and investing like that like that is the frailty of this system that like my dignity in my final years on this planet is is going to be based on what some cunt at fucking uh jp morgan chase does with my money for 30 or 40 years it's crazy yeah I mean, it, 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 I don't know, ideology, 
It's a motherfucker. It really is crazy because you see, like, the gears turning in these people's heads. Like, they all have excelled in the game of capitalism because they are so competitive and cutthroat and they know what to do and what to say. But at the same time, they have these completely idealistic notions about it um, that... I don't know, bring it into contradiction with itself. I mean, I don't know, dude. I'm not like a theorist. I'm, I don't, I have not brushed up on my Marxist theory enough to know like really what to say about this other than to say that it's just patently absurd. But um, I don't know. Well, the, I guess, you know, the, the question is becomes, is it the internet or is it Beanie Babies? <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's the thing. That's the scary calculation. Is that the the Gary V's and the rising grinders of the world could be right, not because there's any merit to this stuff, but because it just gets mainstream acceptance. Well, that is a good thing, a good comparison, because, yeah, the Beanie Babies thing collapsed, and those were fucking massive. Um, it just feels, though, now, like nothing... Nothing really collapses or goes away. There's no finality to anything. Like we're gonna have COVID forever now, and we're gonna have all of the weird, like norms and stuff that have been created with it. Even though in ten years it'll be just like the common cold, we're still going to be operating on the COVID politics that were created in the years 2020 and 2021. Because like nothing ever ends now. 9/11 didn't even end ever. Like the nothing none of the forces that that set into motion never ended. So it's like, <laughs> it's like maybe maybe NFTs won't collapse. Maybe it won't go maybe it won't go away. Um, we're just constantly stuck with the detritus that it just piles up year after year. And yes, I kind of think um Lil Nas X is concluded in that. Um but you know, I mean, I think that there are other uh examples too of uh of that happening. Cultural detritus. <laughs> uh, well, one thing's for certain. When uh, catastrophe hits and earthquakes and wars take place in diverse places and the end is nigh, when the world's on fire, one thing will stand. And that, friends, is cankle horse. <laughs> I'm going to put this on eBay today see if somebody buys my NFT. <laughs> That's good shit. One on one. That horse. We're gonna ride it to victory. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna ride it off a crumbling bridge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But which by the way, a bridge did collapse uh this week outside of Pittsburgh. The same week that Bri- oh. that Biden said bridges don't need weight restrictions. So I mean th- we're we're Oh my god. We really that are entering a horror world. Yeah, we're entering a horror world for Tom Sexton. Like where bridge don't even bridges don't even need weight restrictions anymore. <laughs> I was just I was just getting like over my fear of bridges and then here we go. This had to no, happen. That's not the time, Tom. On the same day we dropped the horse, the party horses. That's fucking crazy. That a bri- I mean, I, I, honestly, though, a bridge probably collapses in this country every week. Yeah, you're probably. We right. had the interstate collapse in Atlanta a few years ago. It's like, but yeah, again. only the bigger ones get any. I mean, I worked with people in Harlan County whose bridge collapsed. They just couldn't get to their house for months. Uh, is that they had the to one park that, and walk through the 
water. Is that the one the Soviets, the, the Soviets, they appealed to the Soviets to build? That was in West Virginia, <laughs> wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it was. It was West Virginia. Bridges fall all the time. That's what I'm going to start doing. In eastern Kentucky, if things fall apart, I'm going to appeal to the Vietnamese or the Cubans to come help us out. Um, I would love to see Brooke Smith carry groceries through a creek <laughs> up to his house. <laughs> I'd love to see it. <sighs> well, um... You know, uh, it's it's also been a sad week. The Mighty Mighty Boston's broke up, so it's just devastating news left and right. It's just not. Lord, <laughs> were they still performing? <laughs> That's yeah. one of those like when you like when you find out a celebrity died, and you're like, damn. I, even you like when you said a few weeks ago, is Meatloaf still with us? And then a yeah, week later, he actually. Yeah, died. I know that was wild. Damn. Oracle, we can't say nothing to like. Oh, we manifest in hard. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even know it. <laughs> Hopefully, no more ska bands break up. You know, the world needs as many ska bands as possible. Yeah, we can't afford that. We can't afford me. <laughs> can't afford to lose any more ska bands. <laughs> <laughs> Horns are bringing them to save us, honey. Not again. Every band has every band that comes out now has to have a mandatory brass section. Yeah, I agree. Unironically. Um, okay, if you would like to go invest in uh, the Trillbillies as a fungible real-world product or whatever, I don't even know what the fuck, go to tr- patreon.com, p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash Party. Please give us $5 a month so we can read more about NFTs and um, speak intelligently about them. Um because I can already hear people sending me messages correcting me about how I don't understand it. Um, a portion of the <laughs> proceeds will be donated to uh, the, the Mighty Mighty Bostones. <laughs> right. That's Bring them back together. That is correct. <clears throat> um, so, anyways, uh, please go. Um, please go uh, support us on Patreon. And we will see you next time over there, I guess, eh? Sounds good. Bye.